When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, welcome to Talking Cop. It's finished Brentford, Liverpool 3, Brentford 0 in a, a nice routine win. You know, good performance. Matt's after Thursday night. Thank Christ for that because, yeah. Jesus Christ, the last two games were quite painful. So it was, it was quite nice today. Well, you could probably extend it to three three straight games in three different competitions that we've put in pretty below par performances. So, yeah, that uh, this was a nice stock standard home victory our uh, our unbelievable home form continues and we got the result that we needed because the way the results have gone so far this weekend hopefully Chelsea can do us a favor here in the uh, late kickoff but this is a must-win game so job done well done Reds yeah Kev that's uh, one defeat now in 48 Premier League home games for Liverpool which is ridiculous to be honest that's you know that's the level of form we're showing at home which is why Liverpool is in and around these conversations. You know, if we can just transfer some of this to a bit of the away form, we're really cooking on gas. But listen, if we talk about the lineups, Kev, um, people can lose their shit as they often do on social media and get really upset. We had eight first team options not available. Now, listen, one of the one of those eight is Thiago, who's not been available all season, and Pajetti just barely played. But six more lads have dropped out today. We had no Gomez, which no one knew was a problem. No Canate, still no Graven Birch, still no Jones, McAllister suspended as well, and no Robbo. You're still going, oh wow, you look at the bench going, there's literally two senior subs there. Well, three if you want to use the young Kwanzaa, if you're going like, oh, the starting lineup's got to do the job here, isn't it? Yeah, that's the first thing I think I said to you when I saw the lineups is uh, the, the starting 11 have to do this today. The the options, you know, you sometimes you look at it, you look at the starting eleven, you're like, yeah, okay, who's on the bench? Okay, if it's not going well, X, Y, Z can come off the bench and affect the game. Today was definitely a case of the first eleven had to go and get a job done in this. And to be honest, when you looked at the eleven, I was really looking forward to seeing how it was going to play, mainly because of Gakpo in the in that left hand side eight role. Um, delighted with the performance. If you get a performance, you'll get results. You know that's nailed. It's very rare that you'll see us put in a, a really stonking good performance and not come away with three points. One follows yeah. the other, and you know the performance today was really good. Had moments, had its shady moments in it, but you know what? Brentford are on the back of three wins on the bounce, playing well, a good side. You know, a very good professional. Premier League mid-table side effective at certain things in in how they attack games with some really good forwards, and um, you know this was a game we had to be on it from start to finish. We were from start to finish, we were on it, and we were as we get into chat about the game itself. But there was so much about the performance that I really, really loved seeing that we didn't see in the last two games. 
it was night and day at, at, at points watching the two performances from Thursday night to say night and day. Very much so. I mean, listen, we did what we didn't do against Luton, wasn't it, Matt? We you earned the right to play, which is Brentford on our side, you should be beaten at home. Listen, they haven't actually won at Anfield since 1936. So, you know, our record at home to Brentford is very, very good. But we've seen all the wins at home to Brent, Brentford. You have to work your bollocks off. Brentford do not make it easy. Brentford are a difficult, difficult side and cause plenty of size difficulties. I mean, I think they're on three in the bounce. So we all knew we had to be wide awake. You know, and listen, we'll, I don't know you, Matt, before we knew the injuries, we probably thought Canati would start to give Matip a rest. Um, there was a debate at left back. A few could ask me about Costas. We'll, we'll, come, we'll come to him. I have mm-hmm. no problem praising somebody who plays well. And, you know, midfield, then you're going, before the Toulouse game, I think we were all probably all right with Endo playing. After the Toulouse game, thought about you, we were a bit like, oh, fucking hell. You know, which 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 Endo are we going to get here? And then, listen, the only thing we were all certain about was the attack. Because it's just like, which one of the five do you want to pick? Because that's all good. Yeah, not not so much a concern when it comes to the attack. It's more just like an absolute feast, a feast of options for us in terms of what's going forward. I mean... I, for one, was leaning more towards the Gomez camp. So finding out that he was injured and unavailable, that was a bit of a kick in the knackers. And I'm not going to lie, through the first half, I felt like it was playing out exactly as I expected because just to jump ahead, I thought Simicast was dreadful in the first half. I thought he was dreadful. I was screaming at my TV every time the ball went to him. Slow on the ball, slow in possession, no thrust going forward. And... Color me foolish when he ends up with two assists and a clean sheet. So uh, for all the FPL Simicast owners out there, you had a very, very good day. But uh, Gakpo in the eight, I thought was going to happen. That was my predicted lineup just because we're so short of bodies there. Somehow, Mm -hmm. all of a sudden, we went through this after the show on Thursday. Uh, And I thought he acquitted himself quite well. And then I thought Endo had quite a good game in there. So, yeah, but it was definitely uh, one of the ones, like you guys said, where we needed to win it with the players that were on the pitch. Uh, condolences to my wife's fantasy league who she had Diaz captain and he started on the bench so that's always a funny way to see the lineups come out when she's yeah. cursing I her thought, luck I thought Gappo was very genie today did you not think Kev? I like him in that eight role um, I like him there because I think the game's in front of him he's technically a very good player him and Grappenbert are very very similar in how they how they play that role Grappenbert has probably got a bit more of a defensive mouse about him but if you want someone in that left-sided eight role to put their foot on the ball and take it forward, carry it 30 yards and attract others to come to him to, so he can lay it off, he's perfect at it. Um, I think he's better at doing that than he is in the nine if you're asking him to stay up as a nine. If he plays in a nine role, he drops off. He's a false nine. So why not give him the role if the option is there to let him play in midfield, you're going to dominate the ball anyway. Let him have the game in front of him so that he can attack the ball and attack the players going forward rather than have to come come short, trap it, turn and go. Um, I was really happy. That's He's the one that I really wanted to see how he, how he got on in there because last season I liked him in that role. And he did well when he got forward, you know, started scoring goals and what have you, but I still think he's probably better to us as an eight who can attack rather than a nine who drops off. I think he suits the way we want to play better doing what he did today. 
and having that option of having a forward who can do that and do it comfortably is a great asset for the club. The only thing I'd say about Endo, um, Endo's, he likes a second on the ball. Hmm. He likes he like he likes to get his foot on the ball, lift his head, and pick a pass. Hmm. And he he just takes half a second or a second, where other player like McAllister will take it and move it faster. That's about my only gripe with him, you know. But it's a mini gripe, you know. I thought oh, he well. was efficient. He was good. He's very good in the air. He's kind of like uh, a midfield, he loves a header. He's like a midfield version of Jota. Jota's brilliant in the air from the front. Endo is what five ten, five nine, five ten. He's brilliant in the air, and he just gets in great positions to, and gets good power and, and clearing headers as well. But yeah, it's he's still learning the club. I mean, he's thirty years of age. He's experienced enough. He's been around the block, but he's never ever played football at this level, and he's still learning this. You know, and in fairness, I hazard a guess that that midfield three has never played together outside of a training session here and there. How so, many times we said that? How many times we said that this year? Yeah, and, and that's <laughs> every whole, game. That, every game that, we haven't played this combo before. <laughs> but that's the whole thing. Everyone needs to start keeping in the back of their mind is that this is a work in progress. This is nowhere near the finished article. Even by the end of this season, this squad is nowhere near where it's going to finish up. I think it can achieve stuff this season. I think we'll win stuff this season. But it is, this is the start of something rather than culminating to the end of a cycle. This is the start of a new cycle. And it's very, very rare that you complete a virtually a whole midfield rebuild and look at a Premier League table this far into the season and we are where we are. That just doesn't happen. You know, that's, that is like, you know, that's right up there for me as an achievement so far this season. We're doing well, despite the hiccups we've had along the way. You know, uh, today was another example of it. It was a really, I enjoyed the game. It, it was an entertaining, I'm looking forward to watching it again a match of the day tonight because there was so much action in it. So many things happened, so many talking points. And if you can take the red tinted glasses off for a bit, there they were positives. They had chances. There was positives and negatives. We had to grind that today. The scoreline reflects a soft 3-0 home mm. routine win. It was anything but. It was anything but. We had to work hard to get that win, and we deserved it. We deserved all three points. But Thomas Frank will come out of that, and he'll he'll find positives in that for Brentford as well. You know? Should we talk about Costas? Because I'll be honest, a lot of chats yeah, yeah, yeah. my my opinion on it. Because uh, there is a, yeah. a perception that I, as Kev found out hilariously yesterday, um, there, we have had one comment that's, thought I was quite made up. We got beat by Toulouse so I could slag off players, which is a, a new one. That's a new one I've been accused of, you know. Yeah, that's a that's a different one. Yeah, that's a different one. You know, it's not true, you know. Look, my opinion of Costa quite a lot. Do I rate him? No. What did I think of today? Actually, I thought he was fine today. I know what Matt was saying. I think I think where he gets himself in trouble is where he tries to hold someone off, you know, to do the layoff and he's a bit slow at doing that. He dawdles. He dawdles on the Your ball. Word. Yeah. But one thing he did today in the first half, and he did a lot more in the second half, which he hasn't been doing for the last three or four games, we wonder if it was under instruction, is as soon as he gets the ball, he got out of his feet and tried to whip it, whip across it, which is his strength. So play to his strength. But I thought second half, I, you know, I thought second half he was really good. You know, we'll talk about his assists, especially the first one. I think the first one, that is all about determination and kind of basically what we've accused, not so soon because quite a few players are not having in the last couple of games. So, you know, 
I thought he was fine. You know, do I think he's the long-term answer for us at left-back? Absolutely not. But if he plays like that until Robbo's back, we'll be sound. But that's how I saw it. I thought he was fine. You know, I can't say he was dreadful because he wasn't. You know, and I'm not going to sit here and find the agenda to say someone was crap when they worked. I thought he was fine. And to be fair, that's I'll, I'm, more positive I'll run through... I'm more positive than Matt. <laughs> you know what I mean? so, I'll run you know. through my Simicast moments from the first half. Go on, 17th, go on minute, 17th minute, he goes forward with the ball. He loses it. It's a Brentford break. Van Dyke and Matt Tip cover well to clean it up. The ball falls to Trent. He's a little lax on it. And Buemo has a shot that he skies over. Good chance for them. 19th minute, Simicast, short pass, intercepted by Brentford. They're off and on the break. Uh, his corner delivery was pretty poor all day. He had three or four opportunities on the corner. Uh, I'm just going to skip a couple of things to get to the 32nd minute. I just have written down, fucking Simicast, giving ball away just inside their half, and we're under pressure again. Uh, I believe it was also from Simicast. Uh, no, I'm not entirely sure. But in the 31st minute, Allison Becker just... <laughs> When we need him the absolute most, the game is not really, no team is really dominant at about the 30th minute. I mean, the 21st minute, we have the goal. It's clearly offside for Darwin. Very cool finish for him to be calm and composed. We've seen a miss from that spot. Uh, it's a good shot that's saved, and it falls right at his feet. He puts it in the back of the net, but he's offside. But somehow, Brentford get the ball. Mbumo's in. One pass. It's a breakaway. It's a one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah. Trent's chasing him back. It forces him to shift the ball to his left, and Allison just does Allison things. Allison things. Oh, that, yeah. Kev, that's the important thing is, yes, it's a 3-0 win, and yes, Liverpool deserve certainly mm. one. But, you know, let's cause it. Brentford gives some scares, and that's not all down to inept defending by Liverpool. You know, Brentford no. just know how to, know their game, and know how to work it, you know, they've done it to teams just as good as us. And the thing that people don't realise, perhaps when they look at the league table, is Liverpool and Arsenal have the second best defences in the league. The only team we've conceded less is City. City conceded eight. We've conceded ten. Same as Arsenal. So as frustrating as some of these drop points are, as City goals we can see, you're going. There's a lot of other clubs who actually got bigger, bigger defensive problems than we than we perceive we have. Sometimes when you go out, you look for bubble, you go. It's maybe not as bad as sometimes we think it is. It's not. Could have improved. Yeah, pretty much so. Yeah. But let's talk about can we talk about Darwin though because he's not scored. I mean, listen, it's two finishes for his offside goals. A class and his first one is very, very tight. It's just off. The second one's miles off, but it's a lovely finish. But again, we're seeing from Darwin another all round set forward performance, you know, and capped off by it. And listen, dickheads on social media won't clip this because it's not something they can laugh at, but the assist for Mo's goal, class sets forward play. It's exactly what you want. And he gives you that option of being able to play a set of forwards and play a wide forward role in the same movement. He's comfortable in either area. I was gutted for him on the first goal because he was alive to it. And it was a good finish. And he was a fraction offside. It was it was tight. It was one of those ones with the naked eye, it was tight. Linesman gave it straight away. Uh, so VAR, no VAR, it was going to be given offside. Yeah, yeah. But again, it was a composed finish, and he was—it was the kind of finish that if it was Jota, you'd be eulogising about a poacher striker, you know, a poacher's goal. That's a Jota. That's a typical Jota place to be. The 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 ball in from Trent from Mo's goal, Oof. the composure to take that and turn it and have the peripheral vision to see. Well, he he knows Mo is going to be there, but it's still you still have to have the weight of pass 
to lay it off and the strength to hold off a centre-back at the same time. Lay it off and Mo's touch and finish was sublime. I believe but, uh, Andrew Beasley first... said that's his seventh assist of the season all to Mo Salah. <clears throat> that connection is just ridiculous for them too. There, there was an awful lot of things in that first half. Matt, you were, you were going on about Costas there and yeah, he gave the ball away. But the thing I really loved about the first half as compared to the first half against Luton was we were pro progressive and we were trying to force it and we were trying to make things happen as opposed to the Luton game and the Toulouse game where we were keeping possession for the sake of it and mm. passing the ball off in the hope that someone else is going to do something. <laughs> the amount of times that Trent got the ball in midfield and looked for a chipped cross from Central looking for Jota to make a run. He tried that five or six times and it was on every single time. It never worked, but he didn't stop trying it. Same with Darwin. Darwin's movement into the, into the box, looking for looking for balls in over the top, was brilliant to see. That's why I, I looked at that performance in the first half. If it went in nil-nil, I was so relaxed that the goals were coming. You know, the fact that it went one-nil up, I was... Uh, as long as we don't get stupid and you always want the security of a second, but it was, I was so relaxed in the way we were playing. The intent that we had going forward for me was so much better than I've seen in the last few performances. It was exactly what you want to see. And well, was, we need to see that as a regular. That has to be normal now. Genuinely. Well, I was, I was quite relaxed once we were 1 0 up at half time. We'll talk about the goal in a minute, Matt, uh, because I believe Kev's on this. We haven't lost a Premier League game when we've led at half time since 2009. Yeah. Which was, which was Bournemouth away, the mad 4 3. Arsenal. Yeah. Oh, Arsenal, was it? Sorry. Arsenal, two away. So it was that. And then so far this season, we have taken the lead six times in, in, six, in six games. We've taken the lead first, all six we've won. So this is a side that definitely knows, as what our perception is, when we take a lead, we know how to control it. It's just trying to cut out some of these silly. Goals, but listen, the Mo Salah goal is very typical. Mo Salah gets in, gets in his left foot, bends in bottom corner, keeping no chance. Yeah, and that's his, yeah. that made it 199 goals in England, two for Chelsea, 197 for, it, <laughs> for Liverpool. So, for Liverpool, yeah, out, outrageous. So, obviously, we'll talk about it a second a bit later. Like, but yeah, just one thing, one it. thing, one thing though, two minutes before that, Joel Matip gets booked oh, for, so, for being okay. fouled. He was fucking oh. fouled, and it was the most. If you're on Matt, you're not on Twitter, but Chris, you are. Oh, it's no brilliant. context. Joel Matip is going to have fun and games with that reaction Neil, for the rest of the season. Neil it Jones just, straight away. Neil Jones straight away. He goes, "Told you he was fuming." I mean, Matt, if you haven't decided to get on social media, just follow no context, Joel Matip, just for his reactions. Whether it's he's being fouled, whether he's just doing all these silly stuff, bonking somebody on the head. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that's it's that, one with, it's that one with Henderson when he just goes back and he just shows his silly smile he has. Do you know what? If you're having a shit day, John Matt has just got that way of just making you smile. But to be honest, his reaction in that video was all us because it's fucking Paul Tierney. It's absolute Paul Tierney. It was because he Matip was actually fouled. 100%. He won the that, ball. Your man come in on top of Matip and Matip gets the free kick against him. That's why he was fuming. It was like I, I you don't often see him lose his rag. But no, he's, I mean that was, and it was that's what he yeah, 
That's why he got booked. He got booked for the reaction. But what a reaction. No, he got booked for the foul. You could see the referee. You could see the line. You could see Dickhead Tierney going. You went through it. Yellow. And that's why he no flipped way. out even more. He went, what? Oh, my, my comp said the yellow was for dissent. Because like they was, were they were blown away that it was even a foul yeah. by Matt. Like, I, yeah. I mean, you know, it's bad because I think Klopp just tried to put his whole head inside his coat so he couldn't say anything, just so he could zip up and go. Ow! It's a thousand pound tongue biting by your. They're dying for Klopp to get another ban. And Fulton, you could just see as soon as I think Klopp sat down, he's like, "I'm just going to sit down because if I say something, I'm going to be banned for six months. I can't say it." <laughs> Yeah, but to, to go back to the goal, I, I think we got to go back just a couple of moments before the ball by Trenton. Joel Matip coming up from defense, getting stuck in, winning that ball back in midfield. It goes to Sabasai. Sabasai puts it off to Trent. And that I thought Trent had a very quietly impressive game today. Some of his passing was really good. The 26 minute, he played one of those grass cutter diagonal balls to Simicast that was just like prime, prime Trent Alexander-Arnold passing. But the work by Matip for that goal, it's very reminiscent of McAllister's work uh, winning the ball in midfield a couple of games ago. They're all starting to blur together at one point for me now. But, I mean, that's that's exactly how we want to be when the ball's there to be won. Snapping into tackles, outnumbering men around the ball so that when the ball just pops out loose, we got Sabasai there to put it to Trent, and then bang, bang, bang. Like, a laser beam of a pass into Darwin Nunes, who controls it well for a guy that apparently has no first touch. And what a pass to Mo Salah. I mean, those two guys, I mean, the connection between those two is hopefully enough to get Mo Salah to sign another contract extension and stay for another couple of years. Because it seems like they love playing together. But that goal was huge. Huge, huge, huge. Too many times this season we've been giving up the first goal. Like you said, six times we've taken the lead. We've gone on to win all of those games. So for us, it's so important to get that first goal. Going in one nothing at halftime, happy days, happy days. Reminds me of um, Kev before we signed most. Well, uh, it's having rumor him and Zeko loved playing together. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know, listen, the front three we had was immense. We all know that front three was immense. But clearly, this style of play also suits Mo having a big man's playoff. It just suits him. You know, he's, the- he's it's a part of his game that is uh, ignored a lot is his passing range around the box his ability his vision his ability to find a pass to lay it in and he could have had a few today he could have had a few assists today that just didn't quite go right but he was for how bad he was against Luton and he was awful he was good today you know he, he wasn't anywhere near his best but it looked like he grew in confidence with the type of football that we were playing because the chance, the next chance was always coming. There was always another chance around the corner. Every time we attacked, we looked like we were going to create another opportunity and I was bouncing into halftime. Absolutely delighted. Just seen the, uh, Man City has got a penalty. A lot of people say it's so soft, but I'll be honest, you could grab you. Why have you, why have you got your arms around, around the fella's waist? Stupid. Just yeah, because he was message. because Holland's grabbing him by the shirt collar the second before he goes by him. Holland yeah. doesn't get by him if he doesn't yank him back by the shirt collar. I don't know what VAR is yeah. looking at here, but they're going back and back and back. Maybe there was a handball in the previous game and they can possibly. go ahead and yeah, chop possibly. that off. Possibly, possibly, because um, there was quite a few bad decisions. We'll, we'll come to them in a minute. So, look, half time. Nil-nil, all good. Sorry, one-nil, one one nil. all good. One-nil, all good. 
Um, sorry, I, I, I went for I went for Paul Tierney then just take it off for shits and giggles. Um, <laughs> just come as well. I think they make a change at half time in centre yeah. mid. Anyeka for Yanelt. Yeah, I mean Yanelt's a good player. So I'm assuming that's more of an injury than a tactical change because he's not he's not one that normally comes off level. I wouldn't have no. thought. But um, it was quite tough after that, you know. Look, Brentford made it made it difficult for us, but I suppose the big talking point is is it probably the endo tackle? Fifty four minutes, yeah. The uh the endo bar red card check. Now for what I've read from Brentford manager, I don't think he's losing his shit as such, but I think he's basically said if you look at the red cards given for Jones, for the Chelsea centre back and uh Rashford in the in the Champions League, he goes, That is very similar. So I don't know why that's not given. Yeah. Now, me and me, Kev, we said that's an old school 50-50, but these days you're lucky if you get away with it. It felt like one of those that if the ref had give a red card on the field, I don't think Vard overturns it. I don't think he's gone too over the ball, but I could see why no. if it falls reverse, I can see why you'd scream and shout for it. But it felt I like think... he yelled to me. Well, Matt, you go ahead. Um but... I think the only way you can give a red card in that in that situation with Endo is to give red cards to both players. If you deem what, what Endo did was a red card tackle because his studs were showing and it hit the other player on the leg, the exact same thing happened from the Brentford player onto Endo. So if you want to give a red card for something like that, which is a genuine 50-50, no malice, there, it wasn't dangerous, nobody was out of control, nobody was flying in, you know, recklessly or anything like that. It's one nothing city. Fuck. Uh, I, I that's to me that was the only way that could be a red card. I couldn't believe it took them that long to check it, but at the same time, my heart was definitely in my throat because who knows what a red card is anymore? Who no. knows what a handball is? Who knows what phases of play are anymore? I mean, apparently you can give penalties for just about anything uh, in the Premier League now. So yeah. It, it was it was heart and mouth moment, but for me, never a red card unless you're going to part them both. Yeah, yeah look, I think the, 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 the only thing I'd say, I'd add to it, you often see with players when they have a bad first touch and they lunge to get, to get the ball back, they usually go and you find that their lead leg is straight and it goes into the tackle and then you can definitely say it's a red card. If you go into a tackle with a straight leg, and studs up, you deserve a red card. He didn't. He was lucky that he, he, he when goes he tackled, he was smart. He's more of a side, more of a side, side foot. Yeah, That's he goes side, and his knee and his leg fold with the, with the impact. So you can tell there's no force and no intensity behind it. But I said to you, Chris, while, we, while the game was going on, if this is given, in this day and age, I've, that in the that's a picture in the book of I've seen him give him, you know, mm. and I have seen him give him. And Thomas Frank is right. The fact that they, ha they have given red cards arguably for less, you know, oh. and I thought that Endo was going to be man walking a tightrope for the rest of the game after that. But credit well, where it's due, he handled the rest of the game really well. What he did, which he did do very well in France. So, again, this is a player learning his role is... He, he, he should have been booked earlier on. Within five minutes, he yeah. gets booked. And five minutes later, he does it again. So you, you haven't seen the crime too many times, where eventually you're thinking you're just going to be a target after the next tackle. The good thing for Endo then, for the next 10 minutes, 
he didn't see any, he didn't see like any sort of big 50-50s, any silly tackles. It was all keeping it nice, keeping it simple. Basically, so you're not talking. Do you know what? They're not the same player. Well, that's something the likes of Rodri, Fernandinho were very good at, which is they would give away 10, 12, 15 fouls a game because they're so spread so far apart. It takes a while for the accumulation thing. We just know that's how it is. Yeah. Whereas, like Jota at Tottenham, it was foul, foul in five minutes. Whether you agree with the fouls now, but you're in the ref's eye twice in five minutes, you're not you know. So that's where I thought Endo handled himself better, really. So let's talk about the build to the second goal because it was the per- perfect pasture play for Liverpool in terms of Matt. There is a massive, massive Joel Matip block. It is a goal-stopping block. And literally within 30 seconds, we're up the other end of Mo Salah's, Mo Salah's scoring. And, I'll say it again, big credit to Simicast. He doesn't give up on the ball. And it's very a la Newcastle against Arsenal. The ball is just in play. Brentford stand and watch and just assume the Lions will give it out of play. And then the Mo head are just like it's, like it's in slow motion. That's 200 goals in English football for him. Yeah, I, I mean, I think a few of our players stopped thinking the ball was going to go out as well. Uh, also, just before the goal, uh, from a Brentford corner, Ethan Pinnock mans up Costa Simicas 1v1 and absolutely sends him for the Liverpool echo. And it was just like, what are you doing, Simicas? And then, Lloyd, just when I think you can't get any dumber, you go and do something like this and totally redeem yourself. Simicast is there. He keeps going, even though the ball looks like it's going out, pulls it back, and it's one of the most comical headers I've ever seen. Like, it's strange to see a little guy get a both feet on the ground, no movement really at all, head the ball into the corner of the net. One all. Atta boy, Chawu Silva. Atta boy, Chelsea. Draw level. Uh, But, I mean, a, a hilarious goal. There's absolutely no question the ball was still in play. Like it just was. It's there's no need to go full but, Arteta about it. And Thomas Frank. But the first replay, you can see it. I, I yeah. mean, to be fair, Thomas Frank actually. I think they've asked about the goal. He goes, "Yeah, I've seen this in play. We should." He basically went, "We shouldn't stop." To be fair to him, you know, Thomas Frank is normally actually he's not one for being outlandish and over the top when things go against him. Just look at this Thiago Silva one second. I'm sure. It's, oh, it's what a header! Glancing near post header from the corner. Beautifully done. Erling Holland caught looking on the corner of the six-yard box. I, I, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just saying it now. Allison saves that. But, you know, anyway, <laughs> anyway <laughs> back to the goal. <laughs> so, Kev, Mo Salah now has 200 goals, 200 league goals in English football. He has 198 for Liverpool. Yeah. No, English, but yeah. 198 for Liverpool, two for Chelsea. Yeah. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Uh, he's the best right-winger the Premier League has ever seen. Uh, he's up there with the best right wing, right winger I think that Liverpool have ever had. Mm. And he's now he's also in, said he's in the conversation with Thierry Henry now, isn't he? Yeah. For, uh, he's, for me, is it? Yeah, he's in the conversation with Thierry Henry. If you're having a Premier League top three all time great players, you're having a conversation and you're including Mo Salah in the conversation. Uh, 100% no doubt in my mind. The the numbers this guy is producing Uh-oh. from a player oh, who no. never, ever really showed that he had this level of, of ability in his game. 
we all knew that he could provide assists and we all knew that he could beat players for fun on the wing. But nobody ever thought that when we were signing him from Roma, that we were signing a guy who was going to put up numbers in this ridiculous fashion. <laughs> He's obscene. He's obscene in what he does. Yeah, I was just doing my level best not to. Mm. I, I, sorry, I, no, I, I, that's, I'm the, that's the good I, cat. That's the good uh, cat. And also, Oshin's correct. He now has 15 consecutive goal contributions at home. Only Shearer and Henri have done this before. He also has now yeah. scored or assisted in the opening six league games of, of, of the league, which has never happened by any Liverpool player ever. Home game. Home games, games, yeah, yeah. home games. Yeah. So, he just I mean, he is, just puts on record after record. Anybody like who in English football? Who on the right wing? If you're making an all-time eleven and you're playing four-three-three and you have a right winger in there, like if you're maybe if you're playing four-four-two, there's not really a spot for Mo in a four-four-two. But if you're making a, a an English football all-time eleven, who gets in ahead of him at right wing? Two hundred goals from a right winger is outlandish. He's mm -hmm. Phenomenal. There's, there's nobody. Surely, there's nobody else for me. Surely you're front three. For it. If you're doing an all-time Premier League front three, Omri left, Salah right, Chilwell in the middle. That that's that yeah. is that's, that's it. Front three that's it. That's that's a front three. But unless they've been great strikers, you know, everyone knows I'm a massive, massive Ian Rang, Ian Wright fan. I think he's amazing on, on and off pitch. I think he's brilliant. Yeah, but, Ian Wright was never but, in the same at the same level he's, as an Alan. But he's not. He's not on that level though. You know. What Mo Salah is doing, and I'll say it though, if you what people think, is what people outside of the book think Eden Hazard was. Eden Hazard was yeah, a brilliant player. He was not. He can't, He has never done what Mo Salah has done in a goal return and an assist return. He's never done it. You no. know, he's got no, more trophies because of because of who he's played for. And look, all credit to him. You know, he's talented enough. You played for a great Chelsea. You played for a great uh, Real Madrid side. I have no problem with that. But individually. I'm taking Mo Salah every day of the week. Now, uh, if people don't like that, I don't, I don't. I don't think anyone really with a straight football face would argue the toss. I mean, that header. I was only saying it the other week. You know, he's he's crap with his head, and he is genuinely. <laughs> you can tell that ball was just coming at him, and it was slow, and it was like set my feet, get back, not at him, yeah. get far it behind it, get it down. It was like he was talking himself through what he had to do to get the ball to there. I think he's literally uh, going like, "I can't believe the ball leaving this." <laughs> he's probably thinking, "I'll let because you said my draft, he gets it and think I think I rule this out, are they? It's out in it." And he's like, yeah. "Oh shit, it's given. Oh, get it. Good job, concentrated." Because <laughs> he never celebrated. He never celebrated. Because no, he, he, he probably like, like thinking, "Yeah, that looked out." That probably his, from his angle, he probably does look out. And you're like, "Yeah, oh, you know, he's good. He's good at that." So, you know. Yeah, a good good shout here from Tarek. Agreeing with you, Chris. He says, Salah has also never kicked a ball boy in the stomach, whereas Eden Hazard has, which is well, one of the hit, most garbage. He hit, hit the target, though. So, you know. Yeah. So, Kev, just before we get on with this, after having said that Mo's not very good with his head, can you just go ahead and tell us that he's not very good with his left foot either, just for our next Premier League game? That, uh, that might be I, handy. I'd with like right to see foot. him do a bit more with his right foot, to be honest. If there you go. A couple of more right, right foot... Uh, outside of the foot, I've got to be honest. Vendy banana shots to the best go thing, in around the keeper would be nice. Yeah. The funny thing with Mo Salah is, as much as we say his right foot isn't his best foot, I still think he scored his best goal, his right foot, which is that one against City. Yeah. I still think that's his yeah. best goal, and it's on his weakest foot, which is uh, is unreal. So, right. But before we go, player. 
before we start kind of talk about our three 0 win, which is all right, we're quite enjoying it. Um, we've also got memberships now. Mm. Uh, so three ninety nine a month, and what the plan is, there'll be we're going to do six shows a week, and we're basically going to split them. Some are going to be on the free show like this, and then some will be behind the membership. But we did, we had a bit of a members chat, was it Thursday night, which is all good fun. And going into this week, we've got a new series starting, which is going to go live on Tuesday for members only. And it's going to be talking about the year we won the title. So it's going to be me, Gav, and we're trying to get a different guest. I'll probably split it over about six shows and just sort of reminiscing of the Premier League winning season. And, you know, they will be available later for non members on as, as an audio download, but a bit further down the line. So listen, if you like what we do, it's 3 99 a month. As Kev says, it's cost of a, more coffee a month. So, so if that so is it's not even the price of a pint in this country anymore. Yeah. Well and even even more exciting, Chris, is the oh. return of Gav doing morning shows. Oh so yes, Gav, yes, that's Gav has got uh Tuesday and Thursday, ten AM Irish time shows lined up. So uh again, just a reminder for everybody that even if you don't want to become a member or you can't spring the three ninety nine a month to become a member. Everything's available for download afterwards. I I can only speak for myself. I take in the majority of the Talking Cop content as a podcast download afterwards. But those morning shows, because I remember, I think it was two years ago now that Gav was doing his kind of morning update. Those were so much fun. So just get in there. Ah, Chelsea scored. It's 2-1. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's big, it's Big Red Raheem Sterling, everyone's favorite ex-Red. That's right. But yeah, it's uh, become a member to get involved in the chat for all those shows because, I mean, the, the YouTube chat is where it's at. But if you if you can't or you miss a show, everything's available free for podcast download after the fact. So you will never miss any of our content on the Talking Cop channel. That, to me, is the most important thing. One oh, thing I'm going to say, though, every single one of you in the chat, after this game is finished, after this 4.30 game is finished, you're all under strict orders to get in a bath with wire wool and scrub yourselves, you dirty lot. Screaming Chelsea, Chelsea, Chelsea. You all need wire wool baths after this game, I swear to God. <laughs> it's allowed for today only, but you all we need, need wire wool baths after. Well, well, we actually we actually need Chelsea to win by four, don't we? Because then we go top. <laughs> oh, that is <laughs> so, terrible just, defending I'm, by Vardy off. I'm just saying, like, you know, that's where we are. You know, so, you know. Quite that's a hundred million pound defender. That's over there, Kev. It's amazing. How one result can flip people because yeah. uh, you, me, Kev, we, we, we've seen the receiving end of, the, of these losses or draws at times, and it was we're just a top four race side, we're nowhere near this, this and that, and the other. And now, we're also, we're going, uh, do you know, you might be on. Yeah, I've Listen, been saying it since day one of the damn season. It is on the way I, Liverpool. the, the way I view more. the season is it's just my opinion, so you know, people agree with me, though. 13 14. Where we finished second, no one expected Liverpool to be in a tight race. Liverpool didn't expect to be in a tight race. But when you get to November, December time, and you're, and you're that close, you go like, "Well, we didn't expect it, but we're in it." So believe you can do it. Go for it until it's impossible. May as well believe you go for it. What's the what's the point? Yeah. Ah, we, we won't win it. Shite this. You know, we'll just get top four. Boring. Mm. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Embrace it. You know. And also, this is with a brand new midfield. You know, this is a new side. It's exciting. Right, Kev. Yeah, I, I was Madge. Madge has said Monday and today it's a bit. It's been a weird week. Yeah, Madge, I'm with you. I swear, it's just when you're looking yeah. at other sides to do you a favor, 
and you're like, yeah, but do I really want to? Do I really want them doing me a favor? It's like you take it begrudgingly, but it's like, yeah. mm, you know what I mean? I mean totally, especially you need, totally, you need someone to do you a favor at some point. Yeah. yeah. Look, at the end of the day, we did our we did our own favors today, and they brought in three subs in seventy two minutes, and two minutes later, Diogo Jota. Off an assist from Costas, but this you know, Costas just passed in the ball. This goal was all Diogo Jota. You know, it was you know he, taking it on his right foot, making the space for himself, and bang, what a hit! You know, it was think, a proper goal, proper goal. Two things on Diogo Jota. I mean, Pauli's fit now, which is always helpful. Yeah. Um, do you feel that this season he's added he's added a bit more to his game? He looked that little dribble and finish across the keepers becoming a bit of a. Trademark this year, he's definitely more of a threat now outside the box than he was before. Before, we always used to know him as inside six yard box, he's a predator header or on his foot. He's adding more to his game. I do sort of feel like, as a player for us, he's very underrated. I think everyone goes, He can't do this in the build up play, his link play's not good, his pass is not good with this. You know, this he can't do this, he can't do that. And I'm going, Yeah, but if the ball falls in the box, I can't, he's one of the ones I want it to fall to because he always scores it, big goals and he always does everything that he. <coughs> This is what Scott squad depth gives you competition yeah. for places. He's improved because he's been forced to improve because of the quality of the players that are around him pushing him to improve. And yeah, he's fit. This is probably the first time he's been fit for a consistent period of time for a good while. And he looks strong, he looks healthy, he looks like he's enjoying his football. And he looks like he doesn't have the weight of his of the world on his shoulders if it doesn't go for him. And you know, he, he just looks confident. And the other thing to remember, Kev, uh, from the year we were tried to win all four, this time of year is Jota's year. November to February, in the year we we tried to win all four, it was all Diogo Jota from, from that period. He just loved that period. He scored goals, league cups and everything. Some players, it's like the Bergie thing, which is out like Bergtop was brilliant for United until about February, and you never saw him, and he was done then. Yeah, that's what you need, you know. And while Jota's doing that, we're looking at Diaz now, going, he's had a lot off the field to deal with. You know, Diaz, you can just have the last five minutes, there's no pressure on you, but you'll start next. But when you come back, but you'll probably start sitting. It's nice to have that problem. It's nice to have that problem. But I do think mm -hmm. people grossly underrate what you can do. I think. The way of the world, we're too focused on what players can't do and not what the positives they give. There's a reason Diogo Jossa is picked an awful lot. Yeah, I know that's um, a big part I mean, he, he scores goals, and we are going to have a pretty important four or five game run in January where our most important attacking player goes off to try to win the African Cup of Nations. And correct. somebody's going to have to fill in in that right wing berth. And it might be Diogo Jota, it might be Luis Diaz. Dope might see a few more minutes here and there, but it's going to be one of our five main attacking players. And if we can just keep ticking this over, ticking it over, uh, I'm going to go back to something you guys said about needing other teams to do its favors. As it stands right now, we don't need favors from nobody. We win out. We win the rest of our games. We win the league. Like, that means you're still in the title race. When the thing is still in your hands, we've still got to play City twice. We still have to play Arsenal twice. It's in our hands to win. So that means you're you're in the shit. If you can, if <laughs> sorry, sorry, Thor is noticing that I am in fact watching the Chelsea uh, City game at the same time. Very oh, important so of you. 
that's all about it. Don't worry. I'm, I'm doing the same thing. Don't you worry. But, yeah, it's uh, – I mean, just to get back to our game, I mean, it's two of the easiest assists for uh, Costa Simicast he'll ever get. So, I mean, good on him because I was furious with him at the half. He ends up picking up the two assists and helping his coast to a nice, easy 3-0 victory. But in and around that goal, we had some great team effort play from guys like 59th minute, Darm Nunes busting back from center forward to break up a Brentford break. Shortly but, thereafter the goal, but at least that, at least Maru, that, at least that one, Matt, after he broke it up, he passed it. He didn't just stop with, oh, yeah. shit, yeah. oh, I've got that. Yeah, some, sometimes you, you're so excited about the uh, defensive contribution you just made <laughs> that you have to stop and marvel at your work for a second. You forget that the, the game funniest, is still going on. But I mean, the funniest thing I've seen all season. That. It's the yeah, Wataru thing. Endo makes great tackle in the 74th minute. 76 minute, I, starting at the 76 minute, Brentford had five corners within about 90 seconds. And on one of them, that ball, I don't know if it was going in or if it was going to fall to yeah, Neil Mope to miss a wide open net at the back post. But Virgil van Dyke, and I mean, we got to talk about him at some point. Virgil van Dyke. Oh. He's definitely the difference it makes having a. 95% prime Virgil van Dyke in our team versus an 80% Virgil van Dyke in our team is the reason why he was and might still be the best center half in the entire world of football. He is so good the last month or so. And that being switched on from that corner, because I believe it was the third corner in quick succession, just bang, 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 corner, 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 to be alive to that, that flick on going to the back post, uh, it's huge for us. It's huge for us. And if Virgil's playing that good, that gives me belief that my optimistic view that we can be in a title challenge this year is actually a realistic way of thinking. He's added some humility, hasn't he, Kev? Where probably the Virgil of the, the title winning side was a bit more flamboyant. You know, he would like head the ball back to himself and do little flicks because he had that extra yard of pace. This year, he, he can still read the game well. He can still, I mean, we'll talk about the pass he does, which nearly sets up one of the best goals of the season because uh, it's outrageous, this passing range. But he has this year definitely gone gone back to the, you know, this, this, this needs to go out the ground. It's going out the ground. Ow, I don't care if it doesn't look flashy. Yeah. And there's quite a few times now where he's just come across behind that tip and just gone, this is going in the crowd. I don't really care. We'll, we'll defend it again. I don't, I'm not going to try and, which last year at times he was trying to do the clever pass and sometimes going, just put your foot through it. Just do Jamie Carragher style defending, which is not pretty, but just get it out. And then when you and then when you've got a bit more time on the ball, as we saw, he then does a ridiculous switch, which puts it onto Mo Salah's foot on the right wing, who then nearly puts Darwin in for a, what would have been one of the best goals you've ever seen. You know, it's just yeah. nice to see we've got that back. I thought all around today he was outstanding. Um defensively he was brilliant. Brian and Buemo, Bradford, and Wizza as well. I think they're two outstanding forwards. Um, but Brian Buemo, especially, he's in brilliant form. He's strong. He's quick. He knows his game, and Brentford know how to use him. You have to be alive, massively alive, with players like that. And there were the, the some of the defending that Virgil did today, where he just matched the stride and nicked the ball out for a corner and just dealt with it after. It was brilliant. It was imperious. It was if that was if you're watching, if you went on YouTube and ended up going down rabbit holes, you'll come across a rabbit hole with uh Paolo Maldini and Franco Baresi and all of these players. Maldini made a living on those kind of tackles. Virgil today was simply 
the best version of him I've seen in a long, long time. Read the game brilliantly, calm, assured. <clears throat> Range of passing was outstanding. Did the right thing at the right time when it needed to happen. It was he was hands down easily the best player on the pitch, and it, it's it's not even close. And there were, we had some good we had some good performances today. There was a few players that were you'd have in the discussion for the honourable mentions, but for me, he was hands down man of the match. Um, it was exactly the type of performance you needed to round off that that this block of games. And he was leading from the front, proper captain's performance. Call it what you like. He was at his that was him at his, at his best today. He was I think brilliant. that's the key. I think that's the key word, captain performance. I do wonder yeah. with you know leadership going from Henderson and Milner, <clears throat> others had to step up to be the new leadership group. But you know, some for some people we saw it with listen, I think Sam Pippen is one, one of the great centre backs we had at Liverpool. Captain weighed very heavy on him and it had to be taken off him and he was a much better player once he took it off him. I think for Virgil, it just feels like it's almost like it's elevating to go, yes, I should be. This is where I should be. I should be the captain. I should lead by the example of being the captain. And I think that's I think that's helped. I think it's also adds a bit more of a calmness to him. He's not getting as ratty with officials like he was last year. So I'm with you. Yeah. DVD probably is man of the match. You know, we could do honorable honorable mentions thought. You know, Trent was quietly efficient. I thought Ender was quietly efficient. I thought Darwin again had the number nine performance you want from him. It's Joel Matip. Joel Matip, excellent again. And especially with that yellow. Yeah. Also, touch with Joel Matip. He's doing a lot back to back at the moment, which you don't. Let's be honest. We never thought we'd be saying this again. Joel Matip's doing a lot of back to back, but he is doing back to back, and it isn't really hindering him too much. The good thing is, I do think the international breaks come at the perfect time for the squad. Yeah. Well, if you get some players back, and like to the Joel Matip, you can also like stick them in a in a nice bath or a, you know an oxygen tent for two for two weeks now. And just say, just just stay fit, Joel. That's all we need. Just stay like yeah. this. Because this is the Joel Matip we all love, you know. So all in all, it's going well. Quite happy. There's Honor- two, 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 my is honourable good. mention is Alison Becker. Yeah, good job. He's saving the first. He's saving the first half. When it happened, and he no, no. that's the kind of save that makes it a, a striker. A striker against another goalkeeper rounds him and slots it, or is more confident. When you're going against Becker, you know that you have to be perfect, and he's in strikers' heads. You know, he he's that's that's how good he is. He's living rent free in Brian Bueno's head after that. Because, bit like how like, De Hair was, Prime De Hair was for us, where every player would go, I need to put this in the top, top corner. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And he, that's, he makes, use, use has got it nailed there. He makes the hard stuff just look mm-hmm. normal, just look easy. Yeah. Whereas there's yeah. a absolute preponderance of goalkeepers in this league that make the easy things look hard and the hard things are goals. I still you look at Onana, you look at Pickford, mm-hmm. you look at Ramsdale, Raya, Sanchez, all of these goalkeepers that make what should be an easy catch and quick release to start a counterattack. They turn it into some big camera save, but then when the difficult stuff comes, it's just a goal. Yeah. yeah. He, I've said it before, but the way we're describing Allison is how my dad and my granddad would describe Ray Clements, which was yeah. made everything look routine. If you like to, to Pete Shilton, it's like, oh, there's world class stretch, and they go, yeah, and everyone's go, yeah, but Ray Clemens just catches that. Why? Because that's yeah. just what he does. 
Allison is like that. I think that's why you don't his highlight reels sometimes don't always look amazing. I mean, you know, we've got obviously people that's probably not a lot more goalkeeper than those. But the big thing with that, Allison, footwork and decision making. His footwork's exceptional, which is why it makes difficult saves look easy. Yeah. And he gets himself positioning in such a place that it's so hard for a striker to pick the mind up quickly. That's why, you know, you're always surprised when he gets beat. It's so we're so rare now. Like I was bit the losing game, I still thought he'd save it. One on one, he shouldn't do really. You know, it's it's the correct goal, but I just assume he saves it because that's what he does. All right, we're getting close Robert. to running on to an hour. Yeah. We got another show coming up tonight. Uh, yeah. Any final words? I'm just going to jump in first and say congratulations to James McConnell for getting his EPL debut. I was yeah. gutted that we didn't get a double substitution in the 94th minute and Trey Neone got to get his first bow. But I mean, what a vote of confidence. He got signed late in the summer transfer window from, I believe, Leicester's Academy we got Neone from. I had him at Sunderland. I had Sunderland at but I've come. Oh, okay. Well, he came from Sunderland's no, Academy. He's been absolutely tearing the ass out of the under 18s or under 16s, whatever level he's playing at. He gets his first chance to join first team training about a month or so ago. Now he's making the bench. Some progress from that kid. So, I mean, that's a huge day for us. He's 16 years and four months old. He would have been our youngest ever Premier League player had he come onto the pitch today. By some distance, well, I'm sorry to this. Uh, yeah. to, our youngest was uh, Robinson, who's now plays for uh, plays for United. Actually. I think he was about seventeen. Is that Jack Robinson? Jack Robinson. He, I think he still. Yeah. Does he hold the record of Bruce to take it? I know Jack Robinson did set the record at one point. I don't know if Bruce. I don't know if Bruce took it off him. I think Bruce might have. But it well, wasn't was sixteen. It, was, it must have been at least seventy. I, can't, I don't think there's anyone that young. I think he he played the other night in the um, the League Cup trophy thing. Um, they were playing Barrow. And yeah. it was a goal. Anyone would have seen the goal going around him. I think Muslowski scored a belter in that game. Yeah, but he's getting a, he's getting some good experience. He's up training with the senior team a lot, so it all bodes well for him. And they 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 rate him highly, obviously. So you know, but to be honest with you, when I looked at the bench today, and I thought, okay, well Diaz and Harvey can come off the bench. At a, you know, and after that, you're scratching. Mm-hmm. We know that McConnell, we know Quanza. McConnell can play. Yeah, Kwanzaa can come up, obviously. But yeah, it was uh, Oshie makes a point there. It was the EFL trophy. Um, but after that, McConnell impressed in preseason on tour, looked really good and solid in midfield. He looks like he's going to have uh, a, a, a good career, to be honest. He looks very kind of, do you know, it reminds me of a lot actually as a player is uh, Conor Gallagher at Chelsea. That type of uh, midfielder who gets about the pitch, he's got a decent passing range. We don't know what he's going to be yet at his age, but he, he's got a bit about him, you know, and you look at all of the kids who are on the bench today, we've seen flashes from them. Either if you watch the 23s, if you watch the, top, the EFL trophy stuff and remember the pre-season, you know, the club is in a really healthy state, but that doesn't mean that this first team squad can't be looked at again in January. So, you know, it's there's definitely going to be shows coming up in the next couple of weeks. So, yeah, keep an eye out. And I'm sure transfers and possible incomings for January will come up. Well, the only show I'll do is to LFC women who drew 1 1 away at Tottenham. Paul Kemp's had to put up with my stress level since about half past 12 today because obviously I've been watching that and then watched the Brentford game. So I've been enduring football 
to Heisman. But to be fair to, to win, that keeps them fourth. Uh, I think Arsenal's the best place and they may drop down to fifth. But to put into context for how well the women are doing compared to the previous season, we're now on 11 points after six games. Same fixtures last year. We got one point from those games. That is some turnaround. And to be fair, Tottenham are in a similar boat. You know, away at Tottenham is a, a difficult place to go at the moment. So to be 10 points up on the, on the same fixtures last year shows some, some return from the club. And they've still got quite a few players that are injured. And the new striker finally got a first goal for the, for the club. So all in all, Pretty happy, pretty happy. Don't think it would have made it perfect with the women above, but other than that, you know, I'm pretty chipper, unusually. <laughs> Matt, yeah, no, it, it's uh, I mean, that's pretty much it. I mean, this is a lovely after that Toulouse game that was uh, that was shades of last season. That show that was fucking terrible. Yeah. So, this is all just lovely. It's halftime at Stanford Bridge, 2 2. What looks like it's going to be a bit of a cracker of a game. I can see more goals coming in that, so let's all go and finish watching that. But uh, the guys are back here in what four and a half hours to do the uh, Sunday night show. So presumably, Gab, yeah. Johnny, Keith, and uh, I don't know if Emmett will be on it because I'm pretty sure Emmett was at the game today, making it the uh, the third trip to do bro- yeah the the Plunkett uh, Brack Kavanaugh Memorial Trophy, the uh, home game against Brentford. It's a uh, talking For- pop favorite. And uh, unfortunately, though, I think Emmett's had the best one, which is really annoying. Well, yeah, it's uh, he uh, got to see a couple of goals at least, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, just last mention, I mean, it's November, so if you guys uh, have any uh, few dollars or euros or pounds kicking around extra that you want to chip into the uh, into the kitty for that, I know Gav and Shawnee will be mentioning it on the show again tonight, but it is that month, so whether it's for prostate, colorectal, testicular cancer, or for men's health, if you can donate, that would be fantastic, but especially on the men's health side of things. If you just got a buddy that you can reach out to and just say, hey, how's it going? You never know how far that stuff can go because uh, let me just speak for all dudes here and say we're not the best at communicating our feelings and emotions and stuff like that. So you never know who's feeling down. So reaching out to somebody and just saying, hey, man, thinking about you can go a long, long way. So if you can donate, that would be great. But check in on your buddies because uh, we're not so good at sharing. He's right. He is right. So listen. The Reds, the Reds are brilliant. Hopefully, hopefully, City does the decent thing and lose, and then we can just all be happy. But until then, we'll see you all later at ten o'clock when the guys got another show for you. Until then, take care. Sports Social Podcast Network.